2: Of you to stop what you're doing
3: and listen it's in this league
2: oh, my style
3: is impetuous my defense is impregnable come again with scott
4: bogman and chris well can't wait what does that do that blow your mind that just happened Welcome in, friends. It is In This League on SportsGrid and the Mightier 1090 and all the places. It's ITL on SportsGrid. I am your single host today. It's Chris Welsh. No Scott Bogman. Today, Bogman dealing with some personal things, but I have got you covered. On the episode today, got a little bit of a different look. It's the big draft weekend. All of your big drafts are going on. All of the prep is needed. And we've got that today. Now, if you listen to In This League and you listen to the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast, a lot of this is going to sound familiar, but not everybody does. So we are bringing some of the best from over the last week at the ITL Fantasy Football Podcast right here into the episode today for your final draft prep. We had a draft forum with multiple guests this week. We had a final mock draft, and that is what we have got on the docket for you today. Jake Seeley, Adam Ronis, both going to be in here In hour one and two, Adam Ronis hour one, Jake Seeley, hour two for all of the draft prep for your upcoming weekend. There's a lot of stuff going on. Travis Etienne out for the year. James Robinson's stock has moved up. Now, when we conducted the interview, we don't have that with Adam Ronis, but we do have that with Jake. So we're going to see where do you possibly draft James Robinson? Actually, I can tell you, Bogman and I were drafting in the flex leagues, and we took him as an RB17. We took him in the third round, I want to say it was, in that league. So we are invested. I've invested in some of my other leagues. But we're going to be talking about what to do with Saquon, the quarterback battles. Who are these guys' guys? You know, who are the ones they can't leave drafts without? We've got all of that covered here for all your draft prep. And in hour three, we're going to give you some from our latest mock draft. Mock draft 10.0, which is a uh, 12-team PPR draft. On ESPN. We're gonna give you all that in this episode. It's a big draft prep episode, ITL on sports grid. It's just your boy the Welsh. So follow me on Twitter at Is it the Welsh, and check us out over on patreon.com slash Army. If you're looking for last minute ranks, we've got you covered with the most updated. Go sign up. Five bucks will get you in. Get all your draft prep for any type of format, pretty much, that you need. So, check that out. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be joined in our interview with Adam Ronis right here on In This League.
1: I swear to God, I'll pistol whip the next guy that says
4: in this league. Hey, Farva, what's the name of that restaurant you like with all the mozzarella sticks? In this league. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. That is where you can find Bogman and the Welsh and in this league and all of the stuff we've got going on from live streams. We actually live streamed our draft. We did over on the Flex League, which was pretty cool. We've got updated ranks, we've got group me rooms with access to us, and we have got so much more. It's everything you could possibly want and need for your draft season to make fantasy so much fun, and you're supporting Bogman and I, so check it out at patreon.com slash army Friends, we're going to jump right into it. This is our interview with Adam Ronis over the next couple segments. With all the draft prep you could possibly imagine right here on In This League, so enjoy. Joining us today, first up, oh boy, it's a big guest. It's a, these are always great episodes because it's a big guest episode. And I feel like we haven't talked to Adam at least for a year. Maybe it was last year, but he is Adam Ronis. You can catch him on Twitter at Adam Ronis, uh, the exact same name on the Twitter handle. You can catch all of his awesome stuff over at Fantasy Alarm, Uh, hear him on SiriusXM. And Ronis, you, we, we were talking off air too. I don't even think I had as much of appreciation for the hustle and grind that you do. Cause you are, your hands are in everything. It is a crazy busy time and you insta accepted coming on the show, which we appreciate. You were just like, yep, let's do that time. You were fantastic in booking it. Cause I know this is a nutty time for you, man.
5: Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, for all of us, I guess, you know, I do three sports intensely, uh, baseball, football, and basketball also from a wagering side, specifically basketball. So, you know, sometimes I'll I'll meet a, a woman and she'll be like, so, like, when's your time off? I'm like, oh, I have none. Oh. <laughs> That's <laughs> really no downside. Do you like
4: sports? <laughs> you're, like, you're like between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. That's Exactly.
5: About yeah. I mean, yeah. look, I always try to schedule a vacation here and there. Usually it's like May or June now is when it. It's
6: I like guess. the only time you can, right? Yeah.
5: I mean, it's not slow during that time, but it's like, all right, well, football draft is over. Uh, baseball's, you know, right at the beginning, you did all your drafts, but yeah, I mean, you always have to try and take some time off, but it's tough, especially if you're trying to keep up with three sports and do it well. And I, you know, I pride myself on uh, being competitive in every league I'm in and not finishing near the bottom, but it takes work. It's not easy. I know a lot of people think like that you just show up, but no, you got to put in the work. You got to do the research. You got to watch the games. And yeah, at times it does get difficult, but again, I always say this, you know, I'm thankful to be able to make a living off this. So, there's a lot of people that do not like their jobs. They're at a nine to five, That's and funny. I get to, you know, do this each and every single day, talking on podcasts, radio, writing. So, I will never complain about it because I'm blessed to do it.
4: Oh, man. I mean, our I mean, It's loves hearing that. You're one of our people. You know, this is kind of a weird question. Uh, and so, you have to take yourself out of it for a second. Obviously, you know, like you just said, you, you know, you're paid to do it, you're in that. But, like, how do you, what are some of the best ways? you manage the burnout factor because I think there's a lot of listeners on here that we, we see the gambit of people that have been playing in 10 leagues and then they just like they burn out and they got to go down to one or two or people that get excited and they jump into it also throwing the advent Uh, how much every single year exponentially gambling becomes more and more ingrained, whether it's DFS or sports betting. And it's, I mean, even, you know, multiple companies have like taken over and become less about just fantasy and more about sports gambling. How do you, if, especially if you were giving advice to just, you know, the, the common man consumer that's trying to play fantasy, how how do you think the best way to manage not burning out while doing some fantasy and leagues and maybe a little bit of gambling, what, what do you think people need to do?
5: Well, everyone is different. I mean, I always say I'm going to try and cut down on leagues and it kind of doesn't happen. (laughs) I think for fantasy baseball, I think I have 10 redraft leagues that I'm doing this year. And then I also have some uh, NFBC draft champions leagues where you do have to set the lineup on Mondays and then on Fridays. I have about four or five of those. So it's still a lot. And you know, I think you have to know what you can take on. And once you see that it gets too much or you stop making waiver wire pickups or setting lineups, then you have to cut back. But, you know, everyone's built different. So I'm still doing double digits. Uh, I think football right now I'm up to seven or eight redraft. I'll probably add like a, NFB, a NFFC league or a high stakes league or something. So it'll probably be around 10 this year. Uh, obviously done a lot of best balls. Obviously, there's no management for that. In fantasy football, obviously, I'll do some gambling. I think football, it's a little bit easier because it's more once a week. Yes, we have Thursday night, so it's a little bit easier to do. I think like baseball DFS, I cut down a lot because that just takes so much time and it's every single day. You know, you got to spend at least an hour or two. And then with me doing all the football prep right now, it's just too much. Uh, I will dabble in some betting for baseball. Um, NBA betting is my favorite to bet on. Um, I'm not sure why, (laughs) but it is my favorite. Um, Player props for that, too. Uh, So you just got to find what works for you. Every person is different. There's some people that can take on a lot of it and others can't. So it also comes down to your lifestyle. You know, I'm fortunate that I'm not married and I don't have any kids that I know of. So, yeah
6: me and Ronus. i like
4: <laughs> exactly. that, you said that too you're like i'm fortunate i'm not married yeah. You... <laughs> oh yeah well listening to all of our married friends with
6: kids i think we would consider ourselves fortunate i mean i'm sitting control. here
4: married and i'm like oh you kind of I guess you kind of are oh, i guess I you, know, you, no, you I, can I should, step
6: out when you want
5: <laughs> i should rephrase that because then someone has told me that they're like you know the way you speak of marriage it sounds like you don't want it it's negative so i need to change that because i do believe what you speak goes into the you atmosphere manifest. so yeah So maybe I shouldn't be so negative and maybe I just haven't met that right person yet. But, you know, I I think that is a factor, right? If you do have a wife and kids, you have to, of course, spend time with them. Yeah. Yeah. so uh, I, uh, Presumably, you have to... Yeah. I deal
6: with that all the time. I mean, I, a lot
5: of you people... You can also ask. buy a
6: PS5 under the guise of I'm buying it for my kid, though. That,
5: like, that's I mean, not, not that
4: thing. like someone on this podcast may have done that exact thing, <laughs> you know, that I might
5: have a PS5. And it's, a, it's interesting like you then. say that. That's one... Th- I don't play video games at all. I don't know what Did you happened. used to? Did you and, used to? Yes, I kind of We did, too. Right we around did. college, and then yeah. I was playing Madden, all the sports game, and I completely stopped. I think fantasy was a big reason why. I think... But I have not even gone back in. I don't have a PlayStation, none of it. So that I think there's a lot of people in this industry who do play, and that takes time away. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, if you, if you're married with kids, it's tough. I understand. Then I dated someone with two kids, spent time with them, so I understand that you have to set a time that's that time now. I do date and spend time with women, but I can send them home. I don't need to stay with them for four days in a row.
6: <laughs> Bye. Here's Uber, honey. See you later. All right, I got to work. And that's yeah. the one
5: thing, too, with this job. There's night like, football starting. Let's yeah, get, exactly. Let's get you want out of here. Let's I got to watch Uber. sports for my job. Do you want me yeah. to take you to this dinner tomorrow? Well, I got to make money, and I got to watch football
4: yeah <laughs> I, I actually want a re, I want a dating reality show with uh, Ronis. Oh, I want to follow that I, 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 it would be pretty funny. I, I bet it would be, it. I bet it would be pretty pretty great. yeah, I mean, you did are you still doing the show with Lisa Ann? You've done no, that for a long okay, no, time
5: actually we were doing that uh, started in two thousand and twelve and she left SiriusXM. XM. Our last show was Memorial Day. Okay. So she uh, left. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I know like, she's
4: doing some other stuff. She had to probably have some, at least some good advice. I mean, because you're sitting out there, like I'm trying to figure out how to date. That had to be a topic of conversation of you managing dating with your schedule.
5: It had oh, to be definitely. Right? I mean, she understands too. We kind of had a similar perspective on things, and uh, you know, she actually met a few women that I was dating and liked liked them as well. So, yeah, I mean, you know, she we actually are very similar. I mean, she's into the games too. She would tell me some stories. She would tell. You know, guys, she was seeing, like, hey, well, I got to watch football all day on Sunday. So sorry, you got to go. So uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not nice. only from the male side, it's the female yeah. side too. As you know, there's a lot of females in this business who know a lot and are into it.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I mean, the the industry has grown in such an exponential way that it's crazy. But definitely, maybe even a a, a, a Lisa does fantasy reality show of you two dating would have been
5: uh, a must <laughs> must watch. I would have. Nah, we're have really good there. friends, man. For real. She's, we're not oh, you
4: two dating. I'm saying oh, you're okay. dating live. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dating I was just gonna lives. say. I, was like, I also really
6: I also heard it the way you heard it. No, no, no. My right? my pitch
4: my pitch is like the show starts up where you two are podcasting and you're talking about the dating, and then it splits off into your individual dates and then you come back and you talk about how ridiculous these people are because they don't understand the concept of like half play half by
6: PBR. play like Madden, yeah. you're circling that this, this is idea. where everything went wrong right yeah. here so when he
5: comes out, Chris, are you going to get mad? Like, hey, that was my idea. I will mean, give you credit. You got to give me a little bit of credit. He does that. Like, he like, does it all the time. Anyways. Associate producer or something like that. He yeah comes my, up with my great
6: ideas. They happen three yep. years later and he goes, that was my idea. Yeah. It's I one mean, of my bits, happens.
4: but also I do it on a podcast format. So it's out there. So there's like right. a little bit of copyright. So just give me like an associate <laughs> producer or something. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I
5: got some great perspective. Well, I'll here. have Bogman edit it out. I generally come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. After that, I just sort of space out for about an
6: hour. Space out. I probably only do about 15 minutes of real,
4: actual work. Would you be a good sport and indulge us and just tell
2: us
3: a little more? Let me tell you something about in this league. (laughs) So let's get into
4: some stuff here. This is uh, we're coming on on the the two big weekends of fantasy. I, I think it's always it's debatable. It feels debatable. Bogman and I were I was like, is this the big one? But it's probably next week. But it's the pre-season, both weeks. These are the yeah. two big weeks. It's just this the, is, the lack of preseason week four has kind of it feels weird and it's screwing this it up this weekend.
6: Bit one of the main sites will go down for an hour or two, <laughs> and next week one of the other ones that didn't go down this weekend will go down. That, that's how it happens, right? Do you every think, single year?
4: Uh, this is another real quick side one. Adam, do you think? We saw a little bit last year, and obviously during the pandemic, the, the, the heavy part of the pandemic, we saw kind of a decrease in interest. I think everybody saw it from even like a back in yeah. numbers perspective Everything There was a decrease love or just jump into fantasy. Do you think we're going to see an exponential increase, or do you think we have to slowly build back up that trust into people wanting to gamble, put money on it, even just have some fun? A lot of people are having trouble having fun nowadays still I feel like we're not back into the boon of fantasy football time where it was it is the leader but where it just dominated where was almost a holiday I feel like we're away from that do you get that same feeling that it's going to take some time to build back up or do you think we're just back
5: no it feels like we're back I mean again I don't have specific numbers to cite anything I think maybe yeah. last year there might have been some trepidation because More of the unknown with COVID-19 and maybe we're still there, but with vaccinations and people back out uh, and all the restrictions the NFL imposed, I think people feel like, okay, the season's going to happen. I think last year there might have been a question because I even as a commissioner of my league imposed uh, saying, hey, the league has to go at least 10 weeks in case the season gets canceled. Uh, And maybe you want to do that this year too, um, just to be safe. I kind of haven't done it yet. I mean, I kind of left the rule that I had in place last year up on the site in the commissioner's box. So it feels like though, everyone thinks that, yeah, we're going to finish the season. Whereas there might've been question marks last year. So I think the appetite feels like it's there and people aren't really concerned about a stoppage of the season or a cancellation. And we've seen the other sports get through it too. And we know the NFL They just go through everything. They don't care. They won't stop. If there's one league that's just going to get through it, it's the NFL. (laughs)
4: 100,000%
5: true. By the way, if you guys all caught that,
4: Ronus is also commissioner. Three sports, commission, all the stuff. Good Lord, man. Make sure you're supporting everything. We'll talk about that at the end of the show as well, everything that you got going on. Uh, let me kick this off. Again, the, the pointed part of the conversation is really about maybe the main topics that people might be um, digesting in their mind coming into this weekend because no longer are we in this space where we're like, oh yeah, well that happened. That's some news. Let's wait till we get closer to draft time. It's draft time and we are dealing with that. And one of the biggest ones that Bogman and I have been debating over and over because Bogman is staunchly uh, not concerned is Saquon Barkley. And I know it's kind of silly because we're talking about a top 6 or 7 overall pick. For most people, I know there's some there's some takes that might push him into the second round. I'm curious at this stage of where we're at. We've had the conflicting reports of like um could be week 3, could be in the preseason, maybe this coming weekend. I mean, it it runs the gambit here. Where are you at on Saquon with injury versus time? versus his production level what is the place that you take saquon barkley with subsequent risk if
5: any for me it's the end of the first round and i have yet to take him in any draft and i've done a lot of drafts now i will have a dilemma on my hand sunday is my homely draft i have picked 12. Mm-hmm. now there's usually i think there's at least three, four Giants fans in there. So you have to think one of them will take he won't a be Oh, no yeah. Right. chance. Yeah, yeah no you are not have to worry yeah. about that. So, uh, But I have generally stayed away just because coming off this injury, it's not just an ACL. The Giants have really slow played this. I found it funny when he was activated from the pup a couple of weeks ago. People were completely changing their stance. To me, that news meant nothing. We all that knew he would be, be back. So you shouldn't have changed your opinion. And people were. And I was like, why? We haven't seen him play in a game yet. Now you could look at it two ways. All right. Well, maybe he's not going to get the full workload early on. If you're one of those, that's confident in your abilities and you're playing for the long haul and you expect them to be the Saquon Barkley that we know mid season, late season for your playoff run. Okay. I understand it, but I don't want to take someone in the first round where there's already some risk because injuries are going to happen. And You know, people will take Michael Thomas, 6th, 7th round, and then another guy be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, this guy be back. And then what happens? Week one, two or three guys you have get hurt. Now all of a sudden your bench is filled with injuries and you got to go to the waiver wire. So I just think Barkley – the other issue with Barkley is they have a bad offensive line. It's one of the worst in the NFL. Daniel Jones still hasn't really shown much progress. So I just think there's a lot of question marks with him. So for me, it's a late first round, early second round pick. I'm not going to take him in the middle of the first round. And you can argue, I think almost every running back in that first round has question marks, has warts. You can find something that's wrong with them. So I understand that for those that maybe are taking Barkley a little higher. But for me, I'm not taking him in the first round.
4: Yeah, Boggs, I know you're gonna, you have a lot of opinions on this. I think it's it, it's an interesting debate because I, I I wanted to hear where Adam was is versus talent and overall risk of injury because, you know, you're and you'll say this, you know, your big push is like, if I have good, healthy Saquon Barkley, he's a potential number one overall pick. But yeah. I, I think we are still in line with a week one, not play. And that alone slaps you. And yeah. I mean, you, you got to get my... off that.
6: He's playing, he's playing week one.
4: So on. yeah. So, so Bogman, you know, Bogman is firmly, he is playing and we're back and you have, you don't have any worries. It's a good one. We haven't really talked about Boggs as the offensive line. And cause you've got him at, what is he two overall? Yeah. I saw so you guys that. are diametrically different,
6: right? We're, we're, we're different and that's fine. Look, and I've said many times, I, I understand the opinion of not wanting to take the risk on Saquon. I completely get it because People get frustrated when guys get hurt, right? It's totally understandable. Um, I think the the pup thing, like like Adam said, you know, it shouldn't have been a concern for most people. In your opinion, shouldn't have. But at this point of the year, when nothing's really happening outside of the preseason games, and these guys are getting, you know, whatever five snaps to fifteen snaps a game, they're not getting a ton of action. You know, that's exactly what you should be looking for is something like that. Or it is what people are looking for, not what they should be looking for. My thing with Saquon the whole time is, look, you you have risk all over the place. You have risk all over the first round. Like you said, Adam, You, there's warts on everyone. You know, Christian McCaffrey only played three games last year. All that stuff. I still think that Saquon is going to be fine. I think Joe Judge is a weird coach. He's done some weird stuff so far. As far as the offensive line goes. Uh, You know, James Robinson was behind a garbage offensive line in Jacksonville with a bad offense and a bad quarterback last year and still put up a ton of yards. And I think Saquon Barkley is exponentially more talented than James Robinson is. So I just think that if Barkley's in there and he may not be full go week one, he may not get 20 touches. But I think if he gets 15 touches week one, he's going to be in line for more than that week two. And now you're starting to look at normal stuff going down the hill. So uh Barkley's still going to be very high on my list. I have argued that I don't think this, uh, I don't know, I'm going to play when I get ready. I think he's being fed that from the coaching staff or uh, people above him. And, uh, you know, he's going to play in joint practices this week with the Patriots. You don't put them out in stupid joint practices if they're not going to be good enough to play for week one. So he's going to be fine.
4: Adam, uh, the percentage of, and you can retort to any of that, but like is, is it heavily weighted just about the injury or has it become more 50, 50 injury plus offensive line in that line of the giants that, because it's hard to argue. Saquon Bark is not one of the most talented, like he's in the same vein of the Dalvin cook and Alvin Kamara, but is it more weighted to the injury or is that offensive line and effectiveness of the Giants starting to creep into your decision-making as well?
5: I mean, it's a combination of both. I think though, the thing that on the other side is, There's very few backs that are going to get 300 touches. And if he is healthy, he's one of them. So that's the argument too, for me with Najee Harris, you know, people say, Oh, the Steelers offensive line's bad. He's going to get 300 touches. They, they like to go with one back. He's going to catch the football. So yeah, even if he averages four yards per carry, it doesn't matter. The volume is going to be there and that's what we want. There's so many of these backs that are just not going to get 300 touches. Very few will. So I see that other side for Barkley. He's one of the. He's polarizing because there are people yeah. that will take him fifth, sixth, seventh. Others will pass on him. Now, if you have him too, you obviously don't want a two pick because you don't want to right. take him there. Yeah, uh, you, I just hold,
6: we just you, started some slow drafts. I have pick five, and he fell to five, and I was happy to yeah, take you him yeah. That's really kind of what you want.
5: You want like five to eight because he's probably going to yeah. go in that range. Um, because if you're taking him at two, it, it might work out. It might pay off, but you'd rather you,
6: you're stripping value for sure a little
5: bit, and you're getting that earlier second round pick. So um but yeah look it could easily be wrong on this um but there's definitely some risks for me early on it's interesting too because I was thinking the same thing players are always optimistic they always think they just tore the ACL yeah I'll be back next week and the whole thing with Barkley this whole time has not dripped with one ounce of optimism but I was thinking the same thing that you just said Bogman that are the Giants telling this but why like I don't understand like Maybe um, I think it's
6: Joe Judge weirdness. Maybe Judge
5: wants him on his fantasy team late in the first round. (laughs) I don't know, man. But it it does. That that was one thing that bothered me too. Like throughout this whole offseason, I'm like, damn, Barkley is just like kind of pessimistic, not optimistic. Players are never like that, right? But it did come across the back of my mind. Like, are they telling him this? Are they like, why are they doing this? Like, to lower expectations? I I don't know. It's a very weird situation.
3: as well. said you were coming what else did he say he said you were the best in the parsec scott bogman former imperial sergeant.
6: that's not saying much
4: i wasn't a stormtrooper wise ass please
3: excuse his lack of decorum in this league this is the way
5: stop touching things
4: The Jimmy G versus Trey Lance situation seems like it's heating up a bit more, though Kyle Shanahan has been pretty consistent that he'll be the guy, yet they're not naming him, and Trey Lance is, you know, he's looking good. That pick over the weekend was not his fault outside of him throwing it like old-style Colin Kaepernick, you know, 100 miles an hour, uh, just bounce off the wide receiver's hands. He's making really good decisions. Do you think that Trey Lance has a shot to be week one, and do you believe that, There's any change in the offensive weapons if Trey Lance is the guy, a la Debo, Brandon Ayuk, uh, the running back, Raheem Mostert. Do you believe anybody is affected positively or negatively if Trey Lance is the quarterback in San Francisco?
5: I mean, slightly positive, right, because he can run a little bit, so that should open up the offense, and maybe they're more aggressive. I mean, we've seen Jimmy G be solid, but he took them to a Super Bowl. I mean, the defense played a big role, but – It's funny because if he hits Emmanuel Sanders with that pass in the Super Bowl, maybe we're looking at things differently. We all know results mean a lot. But I think Trey Trey Lance has received so much helium. I know in the high-stakes leagues, he's moved up to like QB 13, QB 12 recently. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, you know, in the high-stakes leagues, people are going for that overall championship. So they want that league winner. So that's the other factor, too, is you got to consider your league structure and – You know, in your home leagues, people might not be aggressive on Lance. I think you take him as a backup quarterback, no doubt. Like because we've seen this before. You know, the year Mahomes broke out was he was like a borderline QB one. You know, you take him as a backup. Lamar Jackson, the year he broke out was a QB two. So you take the shot on this guy, no doubt. I'm doing a in the middle of a best ball draft now, and I took Jalen Hurts as my one. I took Lance as my two. So that's what you're looking for. Is you're looking for that ceiling. Look, this 49ers offense is set up to succeed. They have all the weapons. Good offensive line, good running game. I mean, you got Kittle, you Debo, Samuel. There's a lot of points here for success and fantasy. So, yeah, it sounds like I thought it was going to be Jimmy G, but the way Shanahan spoke after the game, he kind of left the door open here. So I think there's a shot he starts but I'd still say Jimmy G with Lance coming in at some point.
4: Yeah. There's a part of me. I'm a 49ers fan. So we're, 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 we're actually all sworn enemies, by the way, Bogman <laughs> Steelers, I'm Niners and you're Cowboys. So we have, we have history at least we're like old, like heels in WWE. Like, you know, we had lots of wrestling matches and That's stuff like 16 that. 16 Bowl
6: so. trophies. Yeah, exactly. Way.
4: We've all had our bumps and bruises together, but at more the end bruises of the day, for me over the last 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had Dennis Erickson as a coach, so I might disagree a little bit. Um, on, uh, are you a Trey Sermon or Raheem Mostert guy on that front for the Niners?
5: I have Sermon ranked slightly higher, but Mostert, I have taken in a couple of drafts because he just fell too far. Look, we know how good he is, man. When he's yeah. been on the field, he's been explosive. But he is older, even though he doesn't have the touches of a typical Is he 28, 29. Yeah, but yeah.
4: I mean, he's probably right. got yeah, he's got like two years of real workload. On right. right
5: yeah. But he hasn't shown the ability to stay on the field. So that's yeah, the right. biggest factor. And I mean, Sermon, too, has had some injuries as well. But we know the running backs in this system are going to thrive and it'll probably be like the fourth. String running, Jermichael Hasty will be the guy that wins. The oh, games. it'll be well, yeah. see Elijah it every Mitchell, year,
4: right? Yeah, like, it'll so, be
5: Elijah Mitchell that bogged. right? right. Or like, yeah, um, it'll be someone like fifth on the depth chart that we're not even talking about right now because that's how yeah. it's kind of been with this team. But I mean, they're they're fairly priced. I mean, Sermon's going a little bit higher, and so I think most of it works well too, especially if you're for the first few weeks, right? Maybe you take a a Javante Williams, and you're like, well, I don't know if he's going to be the guy early on, and then you come back and get a Moster or James Robinson plugged them in early on when we know they have the role until a Javante Williams or even a Trey Lance gets a bigger load. So I got Lance a little bit higher, but I'm willing to take most of it if he falls too far.
4: Yeah, Bogman, and I have actually, we preach about that strategy sometimes with the rookie guys. Make sure you get someone that gets to the early press here. Bogman, I'm going to start us off on this, and then you and I will go back and forth. Adam, these are going to be some quick hitters for us as we come through here for draft prep. Um, Fantasy Pros had a, an article in Consensus bust. a whole bunch of writers uh, all writing in who's their bust of the year. And these were essentially the top four. And I want you to pick the one bus that you buy into and the one that you hate. And I said quick hitter. So as quick as you can, the others are a little bit more quick hitter. The four biggest bus, uh, they're all different positions. Jalen hurts, Kenny Galladay, miles Gaskin and Kyle Pitts. They got the most votes of bus this year. Who's the bus that you buy and who's the bus that's ridiculous on that list?
5: Uh, I Gaskins like the easy call. I know, it would look better for him this weekend as he got more touches, but that backfield seems like a nightmare. And we've already heard Brian Flurry say he's going to use each of them. And Malcolm Brown is not that sexy player, but he does things that coaches love everywhere he goes. And Ahmed doesn't look bad. So I'll go Gaskin and I'll disagree with probably Pitts just because I think he's more of a wide receiver and Julio Jones is gone and they're going to use it. Now I've drafted him here and there. I mean, he's starting to fall to the fifth round now. But he's a wide receiver, man. He's not really a tight end, yeah. and they don't really have anyone else. So um, that's where I'll go with those.
6: I love those. What about is, is Jamar Chase uh, overrated? We've seen a lot of rust here, a lot of drops. I think he had three targets and three drops. Uh, in practice, he's been dropping them a bunch. I saw someone made a funny meme that said uh, Penny Sewell would have caught that. You know, Something, yeah, something along those lines. But what do you think about Jamar Chase? Is he overrated?
5: I think it's going to be a buying opportunity. I think he's going to slip. I have taken him in some drafts. I did have the option of taking him in my draft yesterday. I went T Higgins over him, Um, but I
6: have them next to each other. Yeah. I do have chase slightly ahead. I did. uh, So, so you, I switched it, but I'm still,
5: I'm still interested in chase because I think it's a buying opportunity. Look, he hasn't played football in two years. Right. I mean, drops happen. Do you remember last year, the reports in training camp about Justin Jefferson, they were terrible. What happened? so, I think you got to give this guy an opportunity. So if he falls too far, again, I have taken him in a few drafts. So I probably said, you know what, let me get T. Higgins. I think I have T. Higgins in one league, but I I have drafted Chase. So I'm hoping that he falls even further because I'm willing to take him like uh, this weekend. If he falls, I'll take him.
4: What does the all Adam Ronas team look like? It's the guys that I'm essentially asking you your highest shares. What are the highest shares of players that you've attached yourself to? You don't have to give me an entire roster. And you diversify.
6: You've talked about that
5: already. Yeah. And, so. and it's yeah. great. But so to that usually. point, yeah, mm-hmm. the top
4: guy. And who are the top guys that end up being the all kind of Adam Ronas players?
5: I have a lot of Antonio Gibson. Uh, a lot of DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, whose price is absolutely insane I right now. I love the Judy one. Yeah, so I took Jerry Judy in the FSGA back in July, 14-team league. I think it was round six in a 14-team league. I did a draft oh, on Sunday, and unfortunately, Chris Vaccaro, who's a NFFC Hall of Famer, was picking next to me. He took him at 11. I was going to take him at five mm-hmm. three. I could not believe he took him. But the helium is huge on him. I know he had the great play over the weekend with Bridgewater, but the guy just had a lot of drops last year. Second year, I love Judy, but it's going to be really difficult to get him now. Hopefully my whole league's not listening to this because I, I want him to Sunday. <laughs> uh, and then I have a lot of, let's see, in the later, Antonio Brown, I'm very high on him. Um, Michael Gallup, Mike Williams, I'm still on, even with that injury. I can't quit that guy. That Certain guys can't get away from Um uh, uh, Paris Campbell, Rondale Moore. Those are some guys that have a lot of. Them. That's a good team there.
6: Uh, who is the most overdrafted player and the most underdrafted player, in your opinion?
5: The, the most overdrafted, and I couldn't believe he wasn't on this list finished pros is Mike Davis, man. I just don't get it. dude. Is Ooh, the dude, I love I, it. Dude, you know, I the dude, the guy is 28 years old, okay? He's never been a full-time back. Yeah. He's been on many different teams. He had a good year for Carolina last year, but wore oh. down. Are I mean, you not
6: is, counting last year where he was a full time back?
5: Well, he wore down. as And he averaged three point nine yards per carry. He, now, he, I mean, I'm
6: not. Uh, he's going to get those three hundred touches. You just talked about the three hundred touches. Nobody else is there in Atlanta.
5: That's just, the that's the argument for him. Is no one else is there? You know who else that argument was for a few years back? Justin Forsett, and he had a crap year. Force. So just wait until Marlon Mack gets, gets cut. Force. Just wait till Marlon Mack gets cut and goes to Atlanta. That's, that's the other works. thing too. All right, like there might Mac. be another back that comes in. I don't trust Mike Davis because that's the argument. Well, there's no one else there. He's going to get the football.
6: I don't buy it, man.
5: I don't buy it. And he's going in the fourth round. I've seen third round of some drafts. It's absolutely ridiculous. How can you take him over those wide receivers, man? That's where people mess (laughs) up. They're like, I got to get my running backs. I got to get my running backs. And I see it, especially in casual leagues. They overvalue the running back. They think receivers deep and it is to a certain extent, but there is a drop off. I'm taking a guy that's getting 120, 130 targets around four over Mike Davis. So Mike Davis, to me, is completely overdrafted.
4: Real quick, before you do your underrated, Ronis, are you in, are you in our flex league? Are you in flex
5: league? I am serious? in the flex league, but I did the one in New York City live, the super flex wow. draft, so we already oh, did. Oh,
4: okay, because we, we have ours coming up this weekend. It's funny that you say that, because we did a live mock draft, and believe me, we have any worries about anyone listening to our stuff. We did a live mock draft, and we drafted a flex mock with the spot we're drafting in. And um, and then even, or I guess I'm thinking of the one prior to that. What was the one, Bogman, where we took, we went, no, it was the mock prior to that where, to your point, I went heavy wide out on like a yeah. super flex mock. And I had, I had done it because I, I tend to be a little bit more heavy on running backs, but I had done like a heavy, like I got Tyree kill and Devonte or something like that. What did I get Boggs? I got like Tyree kill and another oh, and Calvin Ridley. Yeah. And I, and I think we even did that for a super flex and it ended up being such a good play, getting those high end whiteouts. I really, really love the team. So I'm kind of with you on the Mike Davis one a little bit though. Uh, Overrate. I'm not sure I would claim him as the overrated, but I get it. So who's the most underrated? underdrafted or undervalued
5: uh i guess i should i go outside the top 10 rounds does it sure. matter i mean All right. yeah, what,
6: whatever you think
5: i'll go rondale Moore. i think arizona is kind of starving for another playmaker there it hasn't happened for christian kirk they've used him quite a bit in the preseason we expect well, Christian
6: suck. kirk sucks <laughs> so
0: bad
5: yeah so i think more i mean you're getting him in the double digit rounds this is again we expect it to be a pretty High octane, fast paced offense, although I have not been impressed with Cliff Kingsbury so far, but I'll go with more.
4: Uh, last question, by the way, a little break in news. This will tell people when we're recording this, but C.D. Lamb was put on the COVID list. So hopefully oh, that man. is all good. I know as a Cowboy fan, just wanted to point that out. That's Can't the, wait for Hard breakout. Knocks now, right, oh, Yeah, bad. Hard Knocks <laughs> should have it, exactly. Uh, the last question, and I imagine that was one of the players, but last round uh, dart throws. I mean, Rondell Moore is probably one of those guys mm-hmm. in the back end that you would say, but any other, like, last round guys that you're banking on, for uh, you're banking money on?
5: Paris Campbell. Uh, Another guy that a lot of talent. He had nine targets in his first game last year, two carries. I know health has been a factor, but T.Y. Hilton is older. You know, I still think Michael Pittman's the one, but uh, I'm going to take a shot on Paris Campbell late.
4: Uh, CD going on the COVID or anything, if you had a draft coming up this weekend, would that affect, would you let that affect you? With having no knowledge of where he is or what level, we just know he's on the list. You wouldn't let that affect anything you do this weekend.
5: No, I wouldn't. I mean, I know people are saying that. Are you looking at players who are vaccinated or unvaccinated, what to do? I think we have an idea of a few players we know are not vaccinated. Kirk Cousins obviously. Cole I know Beasley. Them... Who?
6: Cole Beasley. Yeah, Cole Beasley. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> obvious.
5: Uh, Minnesota, I think, has a very low vaccination rate. I know uh, Zimmer's been upset about that, and I think they're bringing in some health specialists today to talk to the team about that. Uh, but it's unpredictable. Like, I'm just going to draft guys and they miss time. They miss time. What can you do? I mean, we're seeing it in baseball, too, right? I mean, some guys have are vaccinated and they're testing positive. So uh, it's everyone's own individual decision. But uh, I I will continue to take CeeDee Lamb. So if uh, he drops in my home league all the way to uh, pick 36, which I doubt will happen. I will take him on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs>
4: something to be, I'm just saying, something to yeah. watch out for. That I think there are people out there that would see that and him on the list and might make that uh, happen, make him drop a little bit. So maybe something to watch. Adam Ronis on the Twitter handle. Follow him. Listen to the stuff. Adam, thanks so much for hanging out with us, especially in this busy time and uh, talking some fantasy football as people are prepping, my friend.
5: No problem. Always a good time with you guys, man.
4: In this league
2: is cooking!
4: It is in this league. It is the Welsh, no Bogman. That, in the previous segment, if you missed any of it, it was Adam Ronis who joined us to talk about a little bit of everything. The eternal Saquon debate. Which was hilarious having the battle between uh, Bogman and Ronis because Ronis did not agree with Bogman's Barkley take. And actually, even more funny... Even uh, beyond more funny, we had this thing. Uh, we don't talk about it. You, you actually, you'll get it in the base, uh, the the baseball, the football podcast that we did the in this league fantasy football podcast, where we actually between interviews, we tell you about what happened in the flex league. And Bogman and I had the ultimate snafu of all snafus, which then leads me to go on a rant about fantasy football websites, especially industry stuff where the amount of industry leagues that are just so determined to play on the worst sites or the most difficult to deal with is maddening. But Bogman and I, the site that um, the Flex League was on, was not an intuitive site. And Bogman had to run the draft. And the league we were in the previous year was a super flex. I think we both got a little cocky in not having to worry about the rules, just assuming we were back in the same league. And as the draft is going on, we have a realization. No quarterbacks are going. And I go, I don't think this is super flex, Boggs. And he's like, no, it's got to be. Then he looks, oh, crap, it's not. We're getting set to go. He'd almost taken Patrick Mahomes. And then he can't figure out how to make a pick. And we auto-pick Tyreek Hill while Saquon was on the board. And even I was mad about it. I was like, Saquon was on the board. But, you know, for Bogman, it, it was... We did a live stream, of, if I could ever promote our Patreon more, which I know I do, but of why it was so great was the absolute freakout I had on the live stream of that draft. And we do break it down on the In This League Fantasy Football podcast, where that was a moment where we had a chance to get Saquon and it was lost because Bachman couldn't figure out how to hit the draft button. We figured out in the next round, but thank God we didn't take Patrick Mahomes in the first and a non-super flex. It's always the thing. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back in Hour 2, we've got the man who created Flex Leagues. It is Jake Seely, and he's going to be talking about all the preparation that you need for your draft, so don't you go anywhere. Hour 2 of In This League is right around the corner.